I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, and we've been tracking all day today on KSL News Radio what's been happening on Utah's Capitol Hill as you Utah lawmakers are uh, looking at a, a host of issues, and including uh, a lot of spending that uh, will happen. I, I have been impressed that they. Uh, out of the uh, $1.6 billion, uh, coming into the state from the federal government, uh, they are really only going to use about a third of that and putting the other two's in, two-thirds into some long-term uh, strategic work, which uh, I think is super wise and part of the reason why Utah continues to be uh, one of the best-run uh, states in the country. Okay, it is the best-run state in the country, we'll be honest. Um, I was trying not to be too big of a homer there, but uh, we are doing some things really well. We have a lot of things to improve and a lot of challenges that we uh, still need to overcome. One of the interesting things that uh, came out, I think, over the course of the pandemic uh, is looking at child care. Of course, we talked about that with uh, Utah Senator Mitt Romney, who's looking at some things on the federal level. Uh, But there are a host of issues right here close to home in terms of the challenges, the shortage uh, of child care. And interestingly, uh, a lot of the challenge comes down to uh, some regulatory issues in terms of facilities that are just having a hard time expanding because of regulation. So there was a number of folks who uh, went before the committee testified today. Susan Madsen, director of the Utah Women and Leadership Project, uh, was one of those. She spoke to the panel and said uh, families are looking very different these days. And 62% of women with children under six years only, so that's they just have children between one and six, or zero and six, are in the labor force. And 74% of women with children from six to 17 are in the labor force. So there's so many men and women in the state of Utah that are impacted by this topic. And as we know, many Utah households with children have only one available parent. So that assumption that that there are two, you know, partners or spouses in the home that applies to some homes, not all. Uh, so so very important. Again, 62% of women with children under 6 are in the labor force. 74% of women with children from 6 ages 6 to 17 are in the workforce. Uh, and so that leads to a lot of these challenges and the fact that we have to make sure we talked about this with uh, Dave and Debbie earlier today on Dave and Dejanovic, uh talking about the fact that we need to make sure one that we're not uh, we're not blaming, shaming and guilting uh, folks in any direction, uh, whether that's a family that simply needs to have both parents working to, to make ends meet, whether that's a single parent home uh, or those parents who choose to stay home, whether that's a uh, mom staying home or whether that's a dad staying home. Uh, we need to make sure we're looking at all of those in ways that are empowering uh, and help everyone to contribute to their families and to our communities. Uh, I wanted to get one more uh, piece from uh, Dr. Madsen uh, talking about the just the need for child care. Um, 
and uh, not not counting high quality child care, uh, just the need for any kind of child care is uh, becoming a bigger and bigger deal here in the state of Utah. Over one hundred and fifty thousand women or children in Utah under six are potentially needing child care. Yet only about 41,000 slots are available in formal child care programs. And only 22,000 kids in Utah were in programs that were licensed by the state. All right. So, again, the uh, the need is is big and uh, access is tough. And so one of the other things that was uh, really interesting to me today was uh, how difficult it is to expand if you are in the child care business, if you are a provider of child care. Uh, it can be tough. Uh, Jessica Lloyd from Creative Learning Academy uh, talked about the regulatory regime that can make it really hard to grow and expand. About two years ago, I decided that I would like to look at the market near my home in Lehigh. Um, and so I was under contract on a, on a couple of properties in Lehigh. And Ultimately, the city council didn't approve a zoning change, um, and I was I was really unprepared for the amount of time and and work and expense that it took to get my project just before city council. Uh, Johnny Anderson uh, from ABC Great Beginnings uh, also talked about just the expense and uh, this again this challenge of people trying to provide and, and create more opportunities for some of those services. You got to understand in childcare, we spend on average about 50 cents on staffing for every dollar that is brought in in revenue. Not profit, revenue. About 50 cents for every dollar goes towards our staffing costs. So um, that that's a high ratio for any industry. So obviously it's a, it is a labor intensive uh, in, in terms of staffing. So that uh, always eats into profits. That's a challenging thing for sure. Uh, but the thing that caught my attention from Johnny Anderson uh, was the regulatory issues that he hit and the expense that often comes as you're trying to navigate your way through planning commissions, city councils, and local government. You've got to spend money not only on the property, you've got to spend money on engineering, architecture, you know, to get something that you can finally get in front of a, a city staff to get approval to move to the next stage, which is often a, uh, a planning commission you're going to get an up or, no, uh, up or down vote from them or recommendations of things that you've got to change before you can finally get over to a city council. And I'm telling you, the, the toughest thing to deal with is the fact that it, it, the perception that you get in somebody who's trying to go through this is that these folks that you're dealing with at the local level don't really have any perception of what all of that time costs. And I told them, I said, I am paying $13,000 a month in interest on this piece of ground. And you act as though it's nothing for me to go back and start this process over. So, again, the, a lot of the regulatory issues, it, it always comes back to that. It slows things down. It prevents uh, all of those uh, things from being advanced. Uh, and the cost, 13000 a month in interest, you know, waiting for decisions is always tough. Now, that's not to say that government doesn't have a role. Government clearly has a role. There are commissions, there are city council things that need to be done. There are regulatory things that are important and are and serve as protection uh, to citizens, to customers and clients. Those things are, are very important. The, the thing I always want to make sure we're doing in government is that we are assessing and reassessing. I, I think we need to do more uh, legislatively with sunset clauses where there are periods for real review and reassessment 
so that we don't end up with the complicated, complex, costly regimes of licensing and regulatory requirements uh, that often serve to inhibit innovation, that put small business out of business, and often create monopolies of those who can afford lawyers and lobbyists. And so it's interesting to have this kind of conversation around child care, that this is a tough thing and there is a lot of regulatory costs in there. Uh, This is an issue that we're going to continue to come back to uh, because it does impact all Utah families. And how we deal with it says a lot about us. So we're going to continue the conversation. We'll stay with the question here on KSL News Radio. I'm Boyd Matheson. You're listening to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Much more to come in hour number two. We're going to kick it off with Representative Chris Stewart joining us live from Washington, D.C. Stay with us. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.